What is Gucci Manucci's? It's your boy, Darwin, a.k.a. Darwin TV, a.k.a. Darwin Ortiz, a.k.a. The Grind Machine. Welcome to episode number nine of the Half Court Podcast, and this time around, I'm doing a solo podcast. Just kind of testing waters out, because not all the time I'm going to have a guest available, so I got to, you know, get out of my comfort zone and bring the content to you guys now. It's been over two weeks, I believe, that I haven't uploaded a episode of the podcast or any any content on my Darwin TV channel, but there are reasons behind that. I've been taking a step back, you know, learning and perfecting my craft as far as videography, trying to run my own business, and stuff of that nature, but we're going to get into that later on in this podcast. Topics today for those who are interested. We're going to talk about MBA. Just a little bit, you know, just a little bit, not too much, and I'm also going to talk about filmmaking and videography and the direction I want to head as far as business and the Darwin TV channel, right? But let's get started, man. Let's get started. First of all, and this is breaking news, DeMarcus Cousins got injured. The man got injured by just working out. He tore his ACL. Now, it is unfortunate. Honestly, it's really unfortunate because I was looking forward to seeing him Go with, you know, go with the, the Lakers and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We all knew Anthony Davis and Boogie were the combination. They were a good combination. And I was looking forward to that because they could have been, you know, a potential big three. And Boogie has suffered a couple of injuries. That uh, Achilles injury really was the one that got him. It really was. He wasn't the same after that. But I feel like it was a matter of time for him to get back to where he was, right? But now this injury really is very unfortunate, and my prayers go out to Boogie Cousins because the, the it, it's like the Brandon Roy, the Gilbert Arena, the Tracy McGrady. Great players, but they got the injury bug. They got bit with the injury bug, and it's going to be tough because right now he's going to miss almost the entire 2019-2020 NBA season. And... When it's crunch time, because I'm predicting Boogie to be back, maybe the first or second round, even the conference finals, he could be back by then, right? But you are going to lose so much. You're going to lose so much practice, so much ability, athleticism. I mean, he's not the most athletic player, but he's going to lose all of that, period. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be rusty. You might be lose the ability to, to, to run faster or be stronger. I don't know. It, this is very unfortunate, and I just best, bet, wish the best recovery for the man because the man deserves a good-ass contract. He deserves to bounce back, and I hope he does bounce back because he really has been underpaid for the past three years now. So, Boogie, get better, my guy. All right, so as we all know, as we all know, the NBA schedule is out, right? And... No, like everybody is very excited about this new schedule, right? The new season, the majority of the teams are duo. So everybody's excited, right? And all the talks are, although everybody's excited, all the talks are Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers. They meet four times this season, right? Probably two of those are going to be without Paul George because he has that injury, that shoulder injury he's still recovering from. But that's the talk, right? And I'm excited for it. Honestly, I'm excited for to see who's going to be the king of L.A. Now, one thing that the Lakers 
I'm sorry, one thing that the Clippers are doing is they're trying to recruit Tyron Lue as an assistant coach for Doc Rivers. Now, I don't know what it is. I think it's more of let's find any way we can to destroy LeBron because I feel like, to me, before this boogie injury, I feel like the Lakers had the edge. Now I feel like it's even. It's more even now. So I don't know if what, what the Clippers are doing. They, they, they are a great organization, honestly, even though they don't have success as far as championships. But they are a great ex- organization because they do things quietly. And one of those were to recruit Paul George and recruit Kawhi Leonard. So that is very interesting to me how they do stuff. And I think that's the right way to do it as an organization. So I'm, look for, I'm looking forward to that, period, you know. So we'll just have to see. We'll dig deep into that. I think that's not going to affect LeBron because LeBron is LeBron, and whew, we're going to dig deep into that as well. But let me just jump into this. Now that the NBA schedule is out, which return is exciting, right? Which return is exciting to you, right? So you have Paul George returning to Oklahoma City on the 22nd of December. You have Russell Westbrook returning to Oklahoma City on the 9th of January. And you have Kyrie Irving returning to the Boston Arena in November 26th. So which one would you be excited? Now, if you ask me, the one that I'm most excited of is obviously Russell Westbrook, man. There's no doubt about that. And I'm excited because it's just the emotions that he's going to create coming back to the Chesapeake Arena, right? He gave out 11 years of everything, everything he could. You know, he wasn't the you know, best player when it comes to making the, the plays decisions, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't the best, but he gave day in and day out, night in, night out, he gave all. Like, he gave all his energy to the Oklahoma City organization, and that night, if I'm able to be a part of that night, I'm going to be there. Trust me, I'm going to be in that game because that's going to be hella emotional, hella exciting. Now, when we talk about the Kyrie situation – I don't think, as far as that, I don't know how the Celtics fans are going to feel. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I'm yet to see. I'm going to be excited for that game, though, because one thing that Kyrie really messed up is by saying, hey, I want to re-sign. Don't worry, guys. I'm re-signing with you guys. Like, don't say shit until the season is over because anything can happen. And clearly, y'all had a chemistry issue. So by you saying that you were going to stay, and you're going to resign with the Celtics makes you look like the bad guy. So if the Celtics fans decide to boo you, don't feel bad about it because you gave them an empty promise that you couldn't fulfill. You get what I'm saying? You had the squad. You had the coach. You had the system. The chemistry just wasn't there, period. And I get it, right? If it's not there, just move on, right? You wasn't, you wasn't the fit for it. I still think the Celtics are a legit team. They can make a push. And they're going to be good. But I also give... A lot of props to Kyrie Irving. He's a hell of a talent, and he's going to do awesome things with the Nets, especially when KD comes back. But that is yet to see. Now, my guy, Paul George. With me, Paul George is a 50-50 as well. Coming back to OKC, it's a 50-50. Now, I'm not that salty. I'm not that mad that he decided to request a trade and bail out on what is supposed to be unfinished business. But let's be 100. He left. He didn't want no parts of it. 
Sam Presti stated it. He didn't want to trade Paul George. He didn't want to trade Westbrook. But being that said, that you requested a trade, then we're going to give it to you, man. What, what else can we do, right? So Oklahoma City right now is in under construction. They have like 20 picks from 2021 all the way until like fucking 2028 kind of thing, right? So they're in construction mode, and it's going to be pretty salty, pretty sad for us as Thunder fans because we're going to suck. We're going to suck for quite a minute, right? Uh, we just have to see if we can draft somebody that's good, a potential young player that can be the next KD, the next Russell, the next James Harden. We just have to wait, man. So that there's that, right? Now, changing the subject here, the only free agent here that has not picked a team or somebody has not reached out to him, and I don't know why, right? That is Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is yet, out of the 30 teams that are in the NBA, he is yet to be picked, picked up by a team. Now, what's the purpose? What's the reason? I don't know because there, I can name a lot of players right now that, are, that Carmelo Anthony is better than. You know what I'm saying? Like, Carmelo Anthony, at least for a 16-minute roster, as he mentioned in first take, somebody got to pick him up, right? But that tells you, man. That tells you because him going to, you know, from him being in OKC going to the Rockets, there was a lot of miscommunication. And that's where I think the organization messes up because back in the day, it used to be about loyalty, right? If you get drafted by this team, you was trying to be as loyal to that team as possible. But I don't know who messed up everything. I think it was the organization. Like, if we compare here, who messed it up? Was it the player or was it the organization? To me, it was the organization. Lack of miscommunication, lack of help, just lack of everything, you know? Because I can give you a perfect example with LeBron James. You have a potential. Back in the day, like a potential best player in the world. Like LeBron James in 2010, 2009, 2008 was developing into becoming the best player in the world by that time he wasn't ready right but still you have it there right he's still selling you tickets he's selling out crowds whatever but if you have a potential best player in your team don't you want to make your team better don't you want to surround him by key players better players than what he had so by not giving him that the player is forced to to find something better because if you are the majority of the players, this is not everybody, but the majority of players, their purpose is to become one of the greats, one of the legends. The majority of them. Some of them just chase the money. Some of them chase other things. But in LeBron's case was that he wanted to be one of the best. He wanted to be legendary. Staying in Cleveland with that lame-ass squad he had in 2010 was not going to cut it. <clears throat> so he had to do what's best for him. And he bounced. But then Dan Gilbert is getting salty and writing all these rages and, and letters that LeBron is this, LeBron is that. Brother, there wasn't communication. If y'all were to sit down and say, hey, you know, I need, what do you need, LeBron? What do you need for you to keep staying here and enjoying? You're from here, right? So what do you need to keep, to keep, to stay here and enjoy this success and, and, and take it the next step? Because one player can do so much. And that was the case with LeBron. So I think organizations really fuck up a lot. And I can give you a perfect, perfect example. I mean, Carmelo Anthony at that point with the Houston Rocket wasn't a franchise player. He was just looking to step back, 
play 16 minutes. If that would if that was what it took for them to to be better, he was willing to do that. But there was no communication. They trade for Carmelo Anthony. They send him to the Rockets. He is under the impression that he's going to do whatever it takes. He's going to you know help everybody out and put his portion of talent there, right? But yet alone, he was in a 10-day contract, and he did not know that. So it's really sad, unfortunate for Carmelo. And in part, is also Carmelo's fault, right? If Carmelo routed his career in a better path, maybe he wasn't, maybe he would avoid putting himself in this position, right? Because Carmelo Anthony was a selfish player that really could have made better decisions, could have been top three, was a lethal score. Like he had all the tools to be one of the greats, and he is one of the great scorers. But as far as career goes, it's it's kind of sad because I remember Carmelo, great Carmelo, go Carmelo. To me, it was in Denver. Carmelo in Denver was uh, a complete beast. They got as far as making it to the conference finals with Chauncey Billups. His work ethic was good. Chauncey Billups said it, but just decisions, man. Decisions when it comes to bettering your career. That would, you know, we're really messed up Carmelo. So we'll see, man. I hope Carmelo gets picked up by somebody. I think with Boogie being out, I think it's a perfect time for the Lakers to pick up Carmelo if they're going to do that. Who knows, right? But that's that's pretty much it as far as that. Now, the second thing we're going to talk about here, or third or fourth, I already lost count, but is the USA team, right? The USA team, half of the players quit. Now, we already know the majority of them and who they are, right? And they have their reasons. Now, I feel like they just don't take that as serious as far as the USA. I mean, you're representing your country. You're representing where you're born from, and... They just don't take it that serious. And I get it, right? It's a long season. You got to prepare. You're trying to avoid injuries and this and that. But, man, I think it's still a privilege to play for USA, man. I think it's still a privilege, but times have changed. I feel like players right now, the NBA being that soft, that, you know, it's just changed, man. I just feel like it's changed as far as that and team loyalty and all that good jazz. But I don't know. I don't know what else to say on that side, but. Hopefully, the team that the USA have right now is enough for them to pull it off. They still have a lot of young talent, but it's young, you know? So, that is yet to be seen. And that's pretty much it as far as the NBA, man. I didn't think it was going to be this short. But that is it as far as NBA. Um, Definitely, we're going to be trying out new things. We're going to be coming out with more content on that side. But before I end this, I'm going to go ahead and talk about something real quick as far as where I want to bring my channel as far as my YouTube channel Darwin TV it's been quite a minute and like I mentioned before I've stepped back I've taken a seat back and I've learned and craft like I mentioned three months ago I quit my job I hated it and it took a lot for me to do that because I despite hating my job I was making pretty pretty good money right but that wasn't my happiness right because I hated it so I had to take a step back I quit my job I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this time off to learn. I need to learn. I need to make sure what can I do here to make a lucrative business and be happy. Fulfillment out of, you know, out of all this is the, 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 the important thing, right? So I like cameras. 
I like cameras. I like being in front of the camera. I like being behind the camera. I like exploring the creative side of it. And that's where I think I fell in love with filmmaking and, and just videography and self. The, 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 the ability to show people what you can see in that frame, what you can create, what you can tell, the story behind it, is just beautiful, right? And what, what I'm trying to do here is build my business out of photography and videography because photography, you also can tell a story. You can, you know, do a lot. You can be hella creative with it. But my main thing here is videography, and that's where I want to get better. That's where I want to, you know, take it to the next level and also incorporate that into my YouTube channel. But keep it related, right? Because my channel is mainly NBA sports, right? So I was finding, I was thinking of a way to bring it together. Just like, how can I still practice? Because every opportunity I get, I love to do, right? Because like last week, I went to the river to just have fun with the family. But I was like, how can I get better with the visuals? How can I get better with the film, the camera, the angles, and this and that? So I was like, I'm going to take my camera with me, and I'm going to have fun and just practice and get better at it. And that's what I did. So I was like, how can I incorporate that into my MBA channel because I cannot do both at the same time because I was focusing more on the videography and the business side and I was taking away from this channel so I was like how can I do both how can I practice the filmmaking and the videography part of it but also keep it relatable as far as MBA so I was like you know what I need to get better at something and that's storytelling I'm trying to get better at that so you're going to see a lot of that just a little storytelling here and there, improvising. There might be errors you might catch, but the more I practice, the more I throw content out there, the better I am going to get. So that's where my story, that's where my channel is going to go as far as that. And we're just going to keep getting better and better. So I don't know. Feedback is very important. I'm going to try, like I said, and it's really hard, but I'm going to try to stay active, stay consistent as much as I can. So look out for that. Look out for more content. And you guys can reach me at on Twitter, Instagram, DarwinTVV with two Vs, underscore at the end. And if you have any questions, comment down below in this video. Let your boy know. But I'm going to end this podcast. It's pretty short, 18 to 20 minutes. You already know how it is, man. Comment what you guys think down below. Your boy, D to the win, is out. <laughs>